name's Travis Sims, and I am the founder and CEO of AGC Accelerated Global Connections. And this is the AGC Experience. Our lives are a series of choices. Each choice leads to a result. Would you like to easily know which choices are the right life choices for you? If you've never met Amy Tyson, owner of Infinity Life Design, make it a priority to connect with her. Amy is a master of feng shui and batzi, which she calls destiny analysis. She assists her clients in understanding the hidden forces that are influencing their lives. A destiny reading with Amy is like reading a book all about you. She highlights which decisions will bring you to your fullest potential and which choices will lead you down a path of obstacles. If you're struggling with a challenge or you want to lift your life even higher, get connected with Amy and Infinity Life Design on facebook.com slash infinitylifedesign or subscribe to her online newsletter at infinitylifedesign.com and connect with your infinite life. Mike Morosky is a 30-plus-year real estate investment veteran. He has controlled over $285 million in real estate transactions. Mike is an entrepreneur, an author, real estate trainer, public speaker, and personal coach with a strong personal resilience and a deep desire to help others live an extraordinary life. He has coached hundreds of real estate investors to fulfill their dreams. I'd like you to welcome to the virtual stage my very good friend, Mike Morowski. Mike, the stage is yours. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. Uh, Kind words, great introduction, and actually really made me want to uh, pull out some old disco music there for a minute, but, you know, that's a story for another podcast, I think. Uh, as Mark said, I'm Mike Morowski. I am been in the real estate business for 30 years. I uh, actually started out as a as a sales agent, and how I got to that point was I had a general contracting business, and it was funny because I, I woke up one morning and looked at my wife at the time, and I was just burnt out, and said, you know, I can't do this anymore. I was still banging nails. I was still going on sales calls. I was doing the marketing. I was doing uh, the scheduling. I was doing the bookkeeping. You know, like any entrepreneur, small business owner, right? There's a space in the construction business where where it's a middle space where you either have to go get really big or stay small. And I was kind of in that space at that time where, geez, it just didn't make sense anymore. And I really didn't care for the business. So we sold the company. Fortunately, I had somebody knocking on my door wanting to buy it, and I wound up selling the company. And when I sold it, I took a year off. Didn't really know what I was going to do, but my uh, wife and I, we house hacked a couple of houses. And this is long before house hacking was sexy. Right now, it's the chic thing to do. It's the fun thing to do. Back then, she was screaming at me because she was walking on nails. And we got these houses done. They were actually two, two flats that we did. And uh, during that time, I met a real estate agent who was really successful. And back then, you know, your average house price was well under $100,000. So to make a to make a half a million dollars in commission, which he was doing, took a lot of home sales. And I was really impressed at what he had done to come into my life and try and get my house sold. Now, one thing is I had learned years ago, uh, Jim Rowan said, success leaves clues. 
and what I found out about that was that if you follow successful people and do what other successful people do, you're going to ultimately uh, curb your learning curve. You're going to do things a little bit quicker and probably be a little bit more successful. So I knew success left clues. I went to Todd, this real estate agent, and I said, I'm thinking of going into business. And he said, I think you'd be great at it. So he encouraged me to go get my license, which I did. And I went back to him and I said, Todd, could I shadow you? Because that was always a big thing, right? Go shadow somebody who's successful. Well, he said no. And I was actually a little surprised by that. He goes, I'm going to do one better for you, though. I'm going to make you a cassette tape. And now I'm dating myself by saying that a little bit because I don't think today we could even find something to make a cassette tape on, much less listen to it. But he made me this cassette tape and I burned it out. I listened to that thing over and over and over again. And what I found was he left me some simple fundamentals that made a lot of sense. So I go in the real estate business. My first eight months in the business, nine months in the business, I sold 78 homes. Uh, that's a big number when you look at the average real estate agent in our country that sells 12 to 15 homes per year. I sold 78 homes in that first eight months. I went on to build a team selling 125 listings a year and did that consecutively for about 10 years. Now, I don't talk about this to impress you, but just to impress upon you, success leaves clues. And if you take massive action, you're going to see massive results. Well, 2005 comes around, and when 2005 rolled around, I saw the market starting to shift and change, and I knew I needed to go do something different, because if I didn't, you know, I had seven employees working for me. I, I knew if I didn't that I was going to uh, have to lay some people off, and I just didn't want to do that. I always hate being the bearer of bad news, so I decide I want to go in the apartment business. Now, when I was in the construction business, I had done a lot of work for a couple of syndicators in Chicago, and I understood the model. You know, you raise private equity, you marry it with a great real estate deal. As long as everything goes well, you stay in the middle, and you're going to, you know, everybody will make money. Well, in 2005, I syndicated my first apartment deal, which means I went out and raised money, bought an a, a apartment complex, we married the money with the apartment complex, got bank debt, and we were off uh, running on this great race of multifamily syndications. Over the next 30 months, I raised $18 million. I bought $60 million worth of real estate, which was 4,000 apartments in five states. I went on to build a property management company, vertical, vertically integrated it, 7,500 units we were managing. And I built a company that was pretty close to $100 million in value and did that in 30 months. Now, one of the first lessons I learned along the way was that we grew way too fast, very unstable. So I was buying real estate in 2007. I bought 17 deals for, for 2,700 units, hardly had time to catch my breath, wound up uh, being uh, having all this product, thinking I had a team behind me stabilizing things, and that wasn't happening. So 2008 rolls around, and it was like hitting a brick wall in a freight train at 200 miles an hour. Now, I don't know how many of you remember 2008 and the greatest economic crisis we've ever seen in this country, in the world, but we came off the rails. You see, I had 38 companies, 130 employees working for me, built this $100 million company, unstable. I was also 
undercapitalized. I didn't raise enough money. I was over leveraged. I had 15% equity on $60 million worth of real estate. That's 85% loan to value. I would never uh, encourage anybody to do that today. And I don't know who was worse. I always say, was it me for taking the money or the banks for giving me the money? So what wound up happening was um, I had a few deals that I should have just let go to foreclosure, but I didn't. I felt that I didn't want anybody to get hurt. I wanted to protect all my investors. So what I did was I started to move money between companies. So I took money from profitable uh, multifamily deals I had, put it in non-profitable companies, and um, you know, I, I, my accountant and my attorney both said it's okay to do that, just leave a paper trail. And my thought was, hey, you know, this is a recession. Recessions typically last 17 or 18 months, uh, 10 to 12% correction in the marketplace, not this thing, right? This one went on for seven or eight years, had a 40% correction in the marketplace. Tell me, you know, how you weather a storm like that. Well, came off the rails. I, I wound up moving money, which was fine, wasn't illegal, but I didn't disclose it to my investors. And because I didn't disclose it to my investors, I was ultimately charged on wire fraud and mail fraud charges and sentenced to 10 years in federal prison. Well, I did go to prison. And while I was gone, a number of things happened. Um, what I always tell people is I say, look, I, I didn't fly private. I didn't have a boat. I didn't buy a big house. I didn't have a fancy car. I tried to build a business. I tried to save a business. I'm not saying I didn't break the law because I did. But I was the neighborhood baseball coach. I was home every night for dinner. My wife and I had, had a great marriage. We were best friends. And I got ripped from that to live in a 12 by 12 room with three men I didn't know, nor did I like, and uh, had three green outfits and five pairs of underpants walking around wondering what the hell happened in my life. So every day I'm walking around wondering how am I going to get through today, much less the next 10 years. Well, I'm in prison about 17 days and my wife decides she's going to divorce me. It wrecked me. And as she divorced me, I could not understand how I wound up in this position and what I had done wrong. Well, I walked around about six weeks into my prison sentence. I walk into gym one day. And what I always tell people is I was only window shopping. I was not looking to buy anything. But I walk into gym and I had gone from running marathons to being 35 pounds overweight and absolutely hating myself. This guy walks up to me in the gym that day and he says, hey, don't let these people beat you. All they want to do is take everything from you you've ever known. Now, listen, we all have these turning points in our life. Think about one in your own life. We have these turning points in our life that make us think differently, make us do something differently, right? Well, this guy says to me, don't let these people beat you. And it kind of caught my attention. What do you mean? I said, he said, look, they can take your real estate. They can take your companies. They can take your, your cars. They can destroy your family and take your money. But what they can't take is who you are. They can't take what you're made of. They can't take your work ethic and your desire and your brains. He goes, you get all that back. He said, come to this gym every day. Work out. You'll start feeling better. You're going to start to lose weight. You know what? I really started to pay attention. I went, wow, you know what you're saying makes a lot of sense. So I started to go to the gym. I started to work out. I started to feel better. I wound up going to college. I took a four-year uh, course 
in theology and got a bachelor's degree. I wrote two books, two home study courses. One of the books I wrote is Exit Plan, Your Complete Guide to Multifamily Investing and Why You Need an Exit Plan Before You Buy. Uh, um, I wrote a book on property management. And then I wrote an ethics course. I taught real estate investing, property management, and ethics in prison for six years. How ironic, right? A federal inmate teaching ethics. Well, um, I was on an outreach program. I went into the community 40 times and told my story. I engaged with other um, uh, students and business owners, students at the local colleges and the major universities up in the Minnesota area. I met a professor from the University of Minnesota who he and I wrote a paper that got published this year in the Business Journal of Ethics, uh, an ethics case study. And it gets taught at the collegiate level for, for forensic accounting and sales and marketing classes. You know what? I don't believe that anybody should let their past define them. You are better than that. You can move forward. Take your past, grab it, and use it to fuel your future. That's what I think I've done. My uh, mission today is to tell my story to people so that they understand first how easy it is to make mistakes, to not pay attention to the details, to do things in business that could cause you to have challenges down the road and you not even be aware of it. Listen to the people around you. Listen to when somebody tells you, hey, I don't like what's going on or what I see. Your peers are not your enemies, they're your advocates. I talk about this a lot and, and I want you to understand that there's hope and there's inspiration. You might be in a situation right now in your own business, in your own life, where things might be a little rocky. Maybe you need a little help. Reach out, talk to somebody and, and get some guidance. Today I'm in the coaching and training space. I work with people. I teach them how to build a multifamily business, build a property management business, be an entrepreneur, but live a balanced lifestyle how to uh, live a life of meaning and to take care of things that are really important in your life. So I, I, I'm a huge networker, love to meet with people. Anybody who wants to engage uh, with me after this, I'm more than willing to do that and see how, how I can help you and value your network best serve you.